Welcome to Bourbon Sauce. Today's episode is called Bourbon Baited. In today's episode, we're going to talk about fishing and how much I do not enjoy it versus how much Ryan loves it. We've got Ryan and myself, Dan. Grab your favorite bourbon and join us for the show. Before we get into it, Ryan, which bourbon are you sipping on? Well, in honor of doing a little fishing, because I grew up fishing in the rivers a lot, uh, I decided to go with Green River. It's a, This one's a weeded bourbon, and it's a, considered the pride of Owensboro, Kentucky. It's a pretty smooth bourbon. Got a little bit of a sweet taste due to the wheat. Uh, run you about 30 to $35 a bottle right now. What about you? I am doing Old Forester uh, 1920 Prohibition style because, you know, back in the day, bootleggers and everything else, moonshiners using cold rivers and creeks and stuff. So I figured that would be kind of appropriate for this episode. And, uh, you know, it's it's 115 proof, so it's got a little bit of strength to it, but it's still pretty smooth. It doesn't have a real bad after after afterburn or anything like that. So, you know. What's that usually run you a bottle? Uh, that one's not too bad. I think that was like 45 bucks or something. It's not nice. Too, yeah, it's, it's pretty... M- pretty well priced for all the old forester i think until you get into like the birthday one and some of the other ones that are more exclusive you're not paying much um right i I think that statesman was like 80 bucks maybe 65 bucks i don't remember but this one's on the lower end so it's it's not bad but so without further ado let's talk about some fishing because i know you love it and i just mm, i'm not a fan it's okay, but I just, I don't know. Uh, let's, when, when was the first time you really started to, to fish? Uh, to be honest, I can't tell you, I can't really tell you when I started fishing. Um, I just know I've fished predominantly my entire life. So, um, I mean, I started hunting at a young age, so I would imagine I started fishing probably by three um, was my first fishing trip. I can tell you I was seven, eight years old when I went on my, when I caught my first probably 20, 25 pound fish. Mm. Um, and it was a, a, a rock hybrid out at the uh, Cumberland Lake with my pappy and uh, my cousin Vernon. We had fished all day long. I'd gotten four hits and I just couldn't hook one. We were fishing with sun grannies as bait. So the live sun granny would swim around until a fish took it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hook this fish, and it gets to the point that I can't hardly hold on. So I end up having to scoot down into the floor of the boat, and then the next thing you know, I'm in the driver's seat with the fishing pole wedged between the edge of the boat, me in the seat to give me extra support as I'm fighting with this fish. Mm-hmm. And I remember finally getting it reeled up to the boat, and see this monster fish break the water. And my cousin Vernon has the net, and he starts poking at the fish, almost like he's going to try and knock it off the hook. Yeah. And I can remember my pappy telling him, if you knock that boy's fish off, he said, I will put your ass in the water, and you will swim to shore. Mm. That's pretty funny. So I guess you could say you were hooked from that point. Oh, dude. There's... So I still have the picture somewhere, and you're talking about a kid that this fish is... At every bit, probably half the length I was tall then. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's a that's a pretty it, it good size massive. fish back then, you know, being a small framed child. Um I I remember for me I was older, I was probably uh eight when I went fishing the first time, somewhere around that age. And I just remember catching fucking turtles because because they would I was using just night crawlers for bait and uh they were they were taking my damn bait every time, and I I think I'd have a fish on, and I pull it in, and there'd be a damn turtle, and I'm like, what what the hell? So, um, I think for me, be, just because I wasn't catching fish, it was just not as enjoyable for me in the beginning. And I think that's kind of why I've steered clear of it, just because you know snapping turtles and fox turtles, you know they're they're little little bastards when you try to you know take the hook out of their mouth. They're not not very welcoming for that but um what it what is it that you think you really enjoy about fishing that you continue to do it to this day it's just the whole aspect of fishing i mean it's it's serene it's peaceful and it's it's very uh whether people really want to think about it or not because a lot of people think fishing is lazy when in fact it's there's a lot of strategy and a lot of tactics that go into it. You know, everything from the time of day you go fishing to the color of the water, the temperature of the water, how hot it is outside, how cold it is outside, if it's raining, if it's not raining, if it's partly cloudy, if it's sunny, uh, what type of bait I'm using, the color of the bait, is it top water, is it mid water, is it you know, a bo- at a bottom bait. Yeah. All these things play a factor. So it's it's all, it's a constant strategy. And then it's a, okay, I'm not getting anything here, but do I keep using it in this spot or do I move on down? And then it's like, well, if I move down, you know, then maybe I miss a big fish here or later. So there's a lot of factors that go into it that you really have to, whether you know it or not, you really think about yeah, and I and think, then when you hook a fish, it's just awesome having to fight with it. Yeah, I, I think maybe I would enjoy open water, like uh, ocean fishing more, just because of that whole fight that aspect that you get for, you know, whether you're going after a marlin or you know a sailfish or just something larger. I just some something about catching these little rinky dink ones in ponds and streams for me is just kind of like meh. You know, it's like, it's not a big deal. Um, I heard fly fishing can be enjoyable too, but then, you know, you got to get the waders and everything else. And um, I guess it depends on what kind of fly you've got because that can be pretty expensive getting all the different lures. Yes, a lot of them are custom made. Yeah, I was looking into that the other day and like Cabela's and Bass Pro, like they've got all these custom ones that you can get and i'm like holy crap that's a lot of money for a damn lure so Uh, i met a uh i met a uh, woman who's a fly fishing tour guide right mm -hmm. and uh she said if you can't masturbate with both hands you shouldn't go fly fishing with her (laughs) so she's used to holding big things that's what she's saying sounds like if you ain't good with technique and can't work with both hands you shouldn't be fly fishing yeah and if you know you ain't able to use two hands and you're probably not man enough to handle that woman anyway (laughs) but um for me i i I do think that 
you know, like we go to the creek here and there's all those smaller fishes. And I think the biggest one's probably like maybe 13 inch long. Right. So I'm just like, what, what are we doing? We'd just be catching like minnows and shit, you know? Um, cause it's funny cause we'll see people that are down there and they're, they're fishing. I'm like, what are you, what are you fishing for? Cause there's nothing big down there. You know, there, I don't think there's any catfish in that water. Um, no, but it's it's just a pure enjoyment, is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see if that's it what... was if if you were catching on everything, it would be called catching and not fishing. Then you just have a net, I guess. And you you could do. Let's see, now that would be maybe something that would be cool is casting a net, like a gill net or something. Like I, that's see, so that'd be more my I... style because I don't want to sit in a fucking boat for hours on end at nauseum waiting for a goddamn fish to bite because I just I have little patience and so I think that's the big thing for me with fishing is you literally have to have a lot of patience to sit there and and want to wait for a damn fish to jump and bite on it I think you would prefer you would do you would enjoy bow fishing bow fishing like shooting yes, a bow so, in the water and grabbing them. Yes. Yeah, so so basically, maybe. Bow and it, it's, it's. I know funny. what it is, but it's. I, yeah. I'm just like maybe I would enjoy that, but. I think you would enjoy that more because it is a little faster pace, you know, and you can you get close enough where you can see them in the water and they're shooting at them, versus you know you throw the the lure in there. Correct. And, you know, whether you have a bobber or don't have a bobber and all that other bullshit. Right. So I've done bow fishing. I've done net fishing. Um, I've done regular pond fishing, lake mm. fishing, floated the river. I've done trolling. Um, I've never fly fished. I do trolling too, but it's normally on social media. <laughs> wah, wah. I would have to say my favorite type of fishing is noodling. You like to go noodling, huh? Yes. I haven't been in years, but it was my favorite type of fishing. I feel like that is sketchy. Because you're literally putting your hand in a hole that you can't see, and you don't know what's in that hole, and it could be something catastrophic that bites your fucking hand off. Well, yeah, but see, that's the thing. If you grew up doing it, then you kind of know what what to feel for, and then you're out of there before anything can actually happen. It sounds like some girls I've dated out of there before anything can happen. Right, so like, if you, if you reach in the hole and mm. it's a snapping turtle, well, you're gonna bump it on the ass end anyways, because that snapping turtle is in the hole with its head up out of water, so it has to come back down and turn. So when you go in, like usually within seconds, that catfish is already latched on, and mm. then you gotta pull it out of there. So the first, the first time I did that, I was ten years old, and caught a thirty thirty five pound catfish, and it drugged me. Probably 200 meters down the river before I finally was able to catch my footing again. So that you had a fish drag you in the water and you still thought like, hey, this is a fun time. Let's do that again. It was absolutely a great time because I held on to that son of a bitch. Or should I say it held on to me? Yeah, I was going to say. I got my footing. Because those fucking things, as soon as they latch on, it's like they got hold of you. Yes. Aren't you worried about the barbs on those things? Because they're pretty no, nasty. So, so when it comes at you, right, the barbs are already facing away from you. So mm. when it bites your hand, your other hand just goes on top of that, and you're latching on to hold it. Yeah. The barbs are out of the way. Now, don't get me wrong. 
it's very possible that when you're fumbling around with it for one of the barbs to catch you in the leg or something, if mm. you're not paying attention. Yeah, see, I remember also, besides the turtles, the popular fish up there in Ohio and most of the, the ponds and stuff are bluegill. And, you know, if you're a young fisherman and you're not paying attention and you go to grab those fuckers, you get the their, their fin on the back are fucking spiny. And so I just remember forgetting that about that because you'd have to usually grab from the, their face and then swipe back to push right. their fin down so you don't get poked. You know, yep. and when you're a kid and you're just like excited because you got something, you want to get it off the hook really fast, you just go to grab the damn fish and you're like, oh, you know, yep. you, you get stuck. So I, I think the trauma for me <laughs> fishing young is why I don't do it. Um, I mean, we, I've done it when I've been out there to the property and it's fine. You know, I, it's not my favorite thing to do, but it, it passes the time, you know, like if we're just farting around waiting for everyone to get, get together for, you know, off-roading or whatever. Um, or if we do it just to kind of show that we can do it better than other people that show up. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of a fun thing too. the competitiveness in it. Like, I think maybe even that would be cool is like those, uh, the bass tournaments. Yeah. So they have like, you have like the, the sport fishing tournaments and then they even have a lot of these pay lakes. They even have tournaments where you go pay and get in and then, you know, whoever pulls out the most catfish or whatever at the end of the day gets so much money. Yeah. Um, when, when you go to catch fish, how much, of a tackle box do you take? Uh, so it really depends. Um, I don't have as much tackle as I used to have. Mm. Uh, used to, I had four different tackle boxes and then an assortment of rod and reels. But um, right now I just have one. Um, but it really depends if you're pond fishing, river fishing, lake fishing, um, as to what repertoire, I guess, or what you should have in your box. Because mm. um, obviously pond fishing, you're not, really running that deep most ponds yeah. around here max are 20 feet deep maybe if you're lucky mm-hmm. um and even the river in this area of kentucky is um not as deep as what it is out in clarksville um, yeah because in clarksville you essentially almost treat that section of the cumberland river as like lake fishing because it's so deep yeah they dredged it out just for all the boats that you have to go through Right, so it, it it all varies um, to what you want to carry, mm. time of year, because you know early, you know in April air April time frame, right, in the spring, they're they're starting to spawn or they're already on spawn. So now I'm fishing off, the, I'm fishing close to the banks and reeling it back towards me. So at that point, I'm usually running something top water or something very shallow, um, and then. It just it just depends the time of year. There's so many factors that really go into it. Um, that's why when people really get into fishing, they get into fishing mm-hmm. because there's just so much that goes into it. Um, so much planning, so much strategy and tactics, really. Um, have you done a lot of saltwater fishing? So when I was stationed in Georgia and I was in Savannah, I, I went out a few times with some guys I worked with. Yeah, uh, I would the say, Tybee Island you know, and all that. Catching a tuna and fighting with a tuna for over three hours 
was probably uh, one of the most amazing fishing trips I've ever been on. Yeah. And those are fucking massive, like wild tuna. Because people, yes. you know, they see tuna in a can, they're like, oh, it can't be that big of a fish. No, they're fucking huge. They're a big fish. Um, what areas are you most likely to fish? Lakes, rivers, ponds, just because that's where I'm at. And what's your favorite one of those? So, as far as eating-wise, I love catfish mm-hmm. um, and walleye. Walleye is a really, really good-tasting fish. Yeah. A lot of times you tend to troll for walleye, though, so you more or less just rig the rig your uh, poles up off the back of the boat and mm-hmm. drop in your bait and then just troll around the, the lake until you hook one, and then you fight with it. Yeah. Um, I like mahi-mahi to eat. I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. how that would be. You know, you were stationed in Hawaii, and that that would have been like the most opportune time to really go out and uh, do some big fish fishing. Yes. Did you take advantage of that at all? Yes. What, what, how so much is it? Done, is it expensive it in, to like charter, in, or is it just like you went out with buddies or something? Uh, no. So like you, when you go, even if you go out with buddies, you do a charter, mm-hmm. right? So then they try and set you in an area where you can find them and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the oh, uh, we went out four or five times, and out of those times, I only caught one fish, and it was an ahi tuna. Okay. And you're talking just an amazing fish. The fight, the whole thing was just amazing. Yeah. It was smaller than the one I caught in Savannah, uh, or off the coast of Savannah. So it. It may have been 45 pounds, 50 pounds. Yeah. Um, still a very large fish. And then where we caught it, they basically cleaned it and everything for us, and then we were able to take the ahi steaks back with us. Oh, that's awesome. Did you guys uh, go out for any other fishing, like uh, smaller fish or anything like that while you are in Hawaii? So, uh, like, um, we could go out and do snorkeling and stuff. But a lot of the small, smaller fish, um, it was more of a, they would catch them live and then take them to uh, a few stores around the island yeah. and sell them to the stores, and then the stores would sell them to people for their aquariums. Okay. Um, I haven't noticed in the, the creek here, there's those uh, sucker fish, I, that's what I call them, the algae eaters or whatever. Yep. Um. And those are a popular thing to for people to buy at the store for their fish tanks. So I'm kind of curious, like, wondering if we could do a little side hustle of catching those little bastards and try to sell them to people that want them. But probably not much market in that, but you never know. Um, when you are fishing there at the property, do you would you rather be on the boat in the middle of that pond or would you rather be on the dock? On the boat. And why would you rather be out in the boat? So being on a boat, it allows me access to other areas that you wouldn't otherwise have, and it also allows me the ability to cast from different angles mm. that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do from the dock or the bank. What about that inflatable that you guys usually have out there, that like inflatable island? Uh, you could fish from that, but because of the position of it on the pond, you're too far away from the bank areas to actually be effective. Um, so you'd be having to fish deep. And if you're at the wrong time of year or wrong time of day, you're not going to hook anything usually. 
Um, and then that inflatable island finally, uh, I guess, popped. Yeah. So you, it's it's broke, huh? Yes, it's gone. That it sucks. Bye bye. That was a fun little thing to sit on. Yes, it was. Um, that's what she said. That's that's, that's yeah. I said I set them up. You knock them down. Um, so their biggest fish was there in Savannah. Your second. That would have been my biggest saltwater fish. Yes. Was the and the biggest freshwater fish was when you were younger with your grandpa. So that was the first fish I caught noodling. Yeah. Uh, the biggest fish I've ever caught noodling was a forty-five pound catfish. That's fucking huge, man. Yes, it is. That's a big. It took ass two people to block the hole. Basically, <laughs> my pappy had to stand to one side of me while I reached down into the hole. Some holes are big enough that you actually have to submerge yourself and go into the hole because you have to block the hole to where the fish can't shoot past you. Yeah. Um. Do you have any f- upcoming fishing trips that you're looking forward to or anything? Have you planned anything? I mean, not necessarily any upcoming fishing trips. I do, I do plan on going up, up the up uh, past my mammy. There's an old pond that me and my cousins used to stock every mm. year, and we're talking we would drag fish from all over. Um, so I'm kind of wanting to see how that pond's done because nobody's fished it in probably 15, 20 years at this point. Holy shit, that's a long time to so, not fish at yeah. all. So I'm curious to see how it pans out so i'm gonna go up clear out a clear out an area to where i can actually fish mm. and uh see see what comes of that so i'm pretty excited about that um yeah you know i think excited for that. i think fishing's a lot like dating because when you think you have a girl or a fish on the hook and then all of a sudden they're they're not there so you gotta you gotta keep casting that 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 hook out there and see what you can catch or, you know, what you can't catch. But it's interesting. I just don't, I just don't have the passion for fishing like you do or so many other people uh, that spend tons of money because people go out and they get these fishing boats and then, you know, they've got like five different rods with five different reels and all these crazy setups depending on where they're at and what they're doing and, there's just so many intricacies that come with fishing. It's just, you know, I have enough expensive hobbies, hobbies. Right. That I feel like if I were to try to get in the fishing, that would be another one of those where, you know, I'd dan it up and uh, yep. I'd have to have all the best equipment and crazy gadgetry and everything else. And it would just, it would just make me broke. As they say, you know, when you have a boat, bust out another thousand you know, I would love it though because if you did that, I would still just outfish you with my, you know, Joe Schmo rod and reel. Yeah, until I got really good, just like anything else that I put my mind to. The more I do it, the better I get, and the next thing you know, you're like, "What the hell? How'd you get so good?" Well, I've been out every fucking three day weekend while you've been stuck at work or stuck at the property. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're talking about trying to compete with somebody who's fish their whole life yeah i mean that don't matter there's a lot of people that done certain things their whole life but you never you never know oh i'm good at fishing that's fine if i'm good at nothing else i'm good at fishing (laughs) right Uh i know where to hit it and i know where to throw my bait and which holes to go for that's right you gotta know which holes to dip dip your uh reel into 
Uh-huh. Because sometimes you, you get in some murky, murky holes you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this was a, a decent episode. You know, it's a short one, but I think it was... Did you ever say what the biggest fish was you caught? No, because I don't... You know, I think it was probably like the size of my hand that I have, like probably a 10-inch fish or something. It was... I've never caught anything really a large fish. Um, I really feel like we need to do a day where me and you actually go fish. Mm-hmm. Not pond fish, but really go fish. Maybe at the lake or something. Just so we can come back and... Like Kentucky Lake or fucking... Well, you got, you've got you got LBL, you've got Kentucky Lake, you got Laurel Lake out here, you got yeah. Cumberland Lake. I mean, there's, there's so many options. Dandridge area down there near Gatlinburg. Yeah, uh, Norris Lake and all that. Yeah. There's there's a tons of tons of places. Yeah, there's to go. there's so many lake options. I would much rather do saltwater fishing because the chances the fish is going to be massive or exponentially higher. But true, true. But you know, I feel like a good a good day of lake fishing just just so we have some another episode to talk about and people get to hear you bitch. Yeah, <laughs> probably because I catch like six fish to your one. Yeah, I don't know if it would be that bad. I just I just don't think it would be that bad. I mean, if you ask Arnold, we spent one day on the boat in the pond, mm. and I caught 20 fish to his six. Yeah. But you never know. It just depends. Some people are more lucky than others when it comes to fishing. Because there's a lot of luck involved, too, you know. But if you have knowledge of where you're fishing, that gives you the upper hand, too. Because, you know, a lot of people know... Um, certain areas are more loaded with fish than others. Um, oh, 100%. So it's like, you know, especially in that pond that you guys got on the property, some areas mm-hmm. are just, there's nothing going to be there. Just There's no, nothing for the fish, and so they're not going to swim around in that area versus yeah. maybe somewhere deeper. They Definitely can... looking for stick-ups and brush in the water and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, well, I think we we can revisit this topic down the road after we've done an actual fishing trip, and then we'll do a comparison as far as you know how it went, what bait we used, uh, if it made a, a difference at all, uh, whether it was better to use a worm versus using you know a lure or whatever. Because um, I know that there at the property we've done a lot of lure fishing uh, with those little spinner lures or whatever, and yep. they seem to really go after that. Um, you don't even need to put anything on, you know, on the hook, which is great. Yep. But I'd be interested to see how that would go. In I a, feel like a good solid day of fishing where you actually caught quite a few fish and some decent sized fish. I feel like it would kind of change your opinion a little. It might, but I still hold true that I think that. I just don't have the patience to want to sit on a damn boat somewhere and fish. I'd rather jump off the boat and swim around. <laughs> but that's just the child in me, I think. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Especially if we're drinking and then I become inebriated. You can mm-hmm. believe I'm going to want to jump out of the boat because I'm just going to be, like, be like, damn it, Dan, you're scaring <laughs> the fish. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever. They don't fucking care. I've proven that in the creek. They just don't really give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I feel like that was something that grandparents and parents used to say just to get you to shut the fuck up while you're in the boat with them. Probably very true. Um, there's that's something else we could probably cover in the next one too is uh, myths and reality. After we can do some testing of our own 
and see uh, what truly works and what truly is just bullshit. You know, because there's right. a lot of there's a lot of marketing out there for different lures and different bait, and um, everyone's well, got so many options. Yeah, and everyone's got their tried and trues. So it'd be interesting. I think I think that if nothing else, for the scientific development of the whole trip, just to see what we can gather for uh, data points. Right. But I'd be down. Yeah, we'll have to figure that one out because one, we need to either rent a boat because uh, I was looking at Nat. I think it's uh, Nashville Shores. You can rent a pontoon boat for the day. It's like three hundred bucks for the day, which isn't too bad. You can. You can also rent them on base at MWR pontoons and bass boats. Yeah. I just need to get a, a new truck at some point so we can actually haul the boat around. But either way, uh, is, there, is there anything else we want to really talk about on this one? I don't think there is. Nope. I think we pretty much nailed what we wanted. We, we caught everything we wanted on this one. Yeah. All I, right. would say, uh, I would say it's a pretty good little trip down the river. Yeah, it was not too bad. A little trip down uh, memory lane for you, talking about, you know, your first time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's, I think it's actually pretty funny you have a cousin named Vern. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, Vern? Uh-huh. Yep. But uh, I guess that's going to wrap it up for us here at Bourbon Sauce. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. The more you like and share, the better the chances are we can grow this channel. Plus, the algorithms love it. Also, check out our Instagram page, www.instagram.com forward slash bourbon sauce, where you can see clues on upcoming events and episodes, as well as see photo clues that pertain to our podcast. And you can message us there and give us feedback and interact with us, which we really would like to see more interaction from you guys to let us know what you do and don't like about the podcast. Hope to come back. Until next time, enjoy your favorite beverage and get sauced. Cheers. Cheers.